0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of Roll for Persuasion, your weekly podcast where I chat with nerdy people about the awesome creative things they do and how their uh, their nerdy loves influence their storytelling, their careers, the awesome stuff they have going on. I have one of those awesome people with me here today, and I will get to him in just a moment. But you guys know at the top of my shows, I love to shout out, I, I say a sponsor um, in the way that a sponsor is more of a friend and also someone who takes a lot of your money because they make a great pop product, I like to shout out Hero Forge because Hero Forge not only sports the show and make sure it happens each and every week, but they just make the most fantastic platform for custom miniatures for your tabletop games. Go to heroforge.com and check it out. Literally new options are dropping every week. I'm recording this on a Tuesday, which means it's content Tuesday for them. They probably just dropped something awesome. I should go check their socials at HeroForgeMinis Minis to see what that new content is, but you can literally go there and uh, I don't know if there is a limit to the combinations you can make on their site, and that really the only limit uh, is your imagination. You're the only limitation when it comes to Hero Forge, so make sure you go check it out, see what they're doing, bring some awesomeness to your table. I love it at mine. I'm looking at far too many of them on my desk right now. But more than anything, we appreciate their support on the show and uh, their support for making tabletop games awesome. Check them out, HeroForge.com. And now, without any further ado, I want to jump into my favorite part of the show, which is where I get to chat with awesome guests. And I have an awesome guest with me here today. He is a voice actor. He is the DM of Cast Eye Podcast. Mark Arkusha, what's going on, man?
1: Nothing much, man. What's, what's going on with you? How's everything?
0: Well, not Not a lot. I uh, We'll talk plenty about voiceover, but man, you have a fantastic voice. Oh, jeez. Do you get thanks. tired of hearing that? Do people say that a lot?
1: Um... I absolutely do not get tired of it. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: the true answer. Um, I appreciate that. Yeah.
1: No, I love it. I love when people tell me I have a nice voice or I'm good at stuff that nothing I like more than praise. I, 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 I don't always handle it well, but.
0: But it sure is nice to I, get. I
1: love it. Yeah. I get awkward and weird, but I do love it.
0: But later when you're journaling, you're like today, yeah, three yeah. compliments. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So People who told me I had a nice voice, right,
0: yeah. right. You just keep yeah. a tally and you just check okay. it off next to him. Um, exactly. well, so, so yeah, like as we mentioned, you do voice acting, which I'm sure we'll get into you are the DM of uh, a D and D podcast. Um, yeah. tell me, tell me a little bit about, let's just jump right in. Tell me a bit about that show. Like, like what, how's long, how long has that been going for? What do you do with it? Uh, give me all the details
1: right on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, the cast I podcast, um, We just released our, uh, our 14th episode, um, yesterday, our 14th, like in our kind of like ongoing story Mm -hmm. episode. And in in addition, we've released a couple of, uh, one shots that we've done with, um, with some different people. Um, but you know, it, it, it's fun. It's going well. We, uh, it kind of came up, like, I think, I think, you know, probably, (laughs) 90% 90% of new podcasts, it came up because people were, you know, bored during the pandemic and we were like, Let, let's, you know, what we should do. We should start a podcast. Why not? Yeah, exactly. I, I went out, uh, I think for the first time, um, like once, you know, like outdoor, like drinks and like dining became, you know, more acceptable sure. or no, not more like, okay. again Right. Uh, in New York anyway. And, um, I went out with my buddy, Ryan, who, you know, I used to see who's on the show and who I used to see all the time at like auditions, because you know there's a like small pool of people who you see it like. You know, when you when you have a certain type of voice, you see the same exact guy. That makes total sense. Audition, yeah, you know. Um, and I hadn't seen him in a while, uh, and so you know he was like, "Let's go out and grab a drink," and we did. And then like I was wearing a, a hat with an owl bear on it, and he was like, "Is that an owl bear?" I was like, how do you know what an album? And then like we started talking about Dungeons and Dragons. And then, yeah, you
0: know. That's Blair. like the ultimate, like, like nerd magnet and filter. It's like no one yeah. else is gonna get it, but the people who do, they're like, Do you do you yeah. do you roll yeah. dice on the weekends? Yeah. It's
1: it's it's great to have those little like secret little like code right. things that you can be like. These yeah.
0: can't, I think is that that's the that's exactly the, the English yeah. version yeah. of these yeah. can't.
1: Right, 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 right. <laughs> Nerds can't. Right. Um, yeah, yeah. Um and we started talking about it over the summer, and then like we kind of um, put together a, a, a list of people, um, a, you know, some other like voiceover guys and uh, uh, voiceover people, and then uh, our buddy Dom, who's like a, a history teacher who like helps us keep that kind of like verisimilitude, sure, um, yeah. that we that we that we like on the show. Um, and then you know, yeah, that was kind of just. We, we didn't really take the time to think about the fact that, you know, we were kind of jumping into a very like saturated marketplace sure, and, yeah. um, and all that stuff, which I think is, you know, ended up being good for us because like, we didn't stop and say like, do we, should we be doing this? Does the world need this? Another D and D podcast? Um, so, cause maybe we would have said no, but here we are, here sure. we are a few months later, a few uh, six months. I don't know how many months later. And we're having a good time and people seem to be enjoying it. So, you know, we got, we got that going for us. Well,
0: and that means you made it past the initial barrier. I think when I was looking at doing, um, this show, one of the stats I read is that most podcasts don't make it past, it was like four or seven episodes or something. So yeah. I was like, well, I'm going to pre-record and make sure I have more than that so that I can get over that first bump. But it's true. A lot of people start, yeah. especially with actual plays. Um, because people sometimes don't think, and and you actually do, you know, production in in your work. So you're probably more familiar with this, but a lot of people don't think about the things that go into it. And then it becomes very easy to skip a week, miss a week. And then suddenly your show is not a show anymore. So tip of the hat to you. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Yeah. That, that, um, there's a, a screenwriting book, uh, called save the cat, um, that I read a long time ago. And, in that like the first chapter, it was like, you know, if you have written a screenplay, congratulations, you are like 99%, you're in the 99th percentile of of people who say they're screenwriters. You know, you've <laughs> right. actually done it. So like, yeah, it's, I think it's that kind of same thing of like, you know, okay, you actually, you actually put out a, a reasonable amount of episodes.
0: Yeah, yeah, you, uh, it's all about building momentum really. And, and you kind of mentioned, you know, jumping into a, a saturated market. And, and I do think, I think that is, uh, you know, there are pros and cons to that. Like, sure, in theory, you're competing for attention. Um, mm. But on the flip side, you don't have to educate anyone about what your show is, right? There was a Very point true. where yeah. you were like, hey, we are making an actual play D&D podcast. And people go, what? And why? Yeah. And right. why should I give up X amount of hours to listen? Yeah. But people who are yeah. going to listen to those are kind of trained now at this point, And they're actively looking for them. So, you know, there's, there's some bonuses that go along with that uh, saturation.
1: Yeah yeah and that that's that's something um you said there that i that i really that i really identify with and agree with and that like that is like that we're that we're not really competing with each other like yeah. one thing that like i've really like i first of all like the community around you know t t r p g uh twitter and and you know just like the the this kind of corner of the community that i've, I've mm-hmm. you know um, got into and like met all these really good. Cool, what a what an amazing like group of people. Oh, for sure. You know, it, it's it's so it's so it reminds me of like, you know, when I went to I went to PAX, um, PAX East and in Philadelphia, uh, back in 2019, the last one and or not, I mean, not forever, but like <laughs> the last one that has happened. Right. Um, and I was just like overwhelmed by like how nice everybody was and how like cool and genuine and like you know just like i feel like in a lot of in a lot of other um you know I- industries and 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 endeavors or whatever like people are kind of like you know actors especially actors are are famous for being like oh yeah like real like real, real friendly but also like you know kind of like cutthroat and reserved and sure. like you know um but uh, yeah you just i just did not get that feeling at all at Pax it was just everyone was excited Everyone was like excited to talk about and like share what they're doing and hear about mm-hmm. other people's stuff, and um yeah, I have found that to be the case also on twitter and and even with like other actual plays, you know, like we're you know like i um severed sons uh from a far podcast, like these guys like roll role playing and role playing these guys mm-hmm. are like all like when we started, had been doing it for a while, and you know could have very easily like not engaged with us and like kind of been like, eh, you know, shut up new guy. (laughs) Um, but they didn't, they like, you know, we, we interacted a lot, we engaged, we become friends and like, yeah, it's just a really wonderful community. And I, and I really like it a lot. I, and I, I always want to keep saying that. And no, it's absolutely true. And that was one of the things that stood out
0: to me. Um, I started my show in late 2019 um, you know, also one of the the new people on the block and it's yeah. been, it's been cool, not just, you know, kind of being welcomed into that like Twitter online community, which became honestly a necessity, you know, once yeah. the quarantine and pandemic really hit, especially for an interview show, cause mm-hmm. I couldn't go to conventions and meet people it was all pitching people on Twitter. Um, mm-hmm. but it's, it's great then as you grow to look around and see the people who are also just starting when you were starting mm-hmm. and yeah. see their follower count rise, see their projects yeah. grow. Uh, and and it's you know it's a great it's just a great space to celebrate each other and lift each
1: other up in for sure. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It's a lot of good people, you know.
0: And someday, you know, there will be PAXs again, and there will be conventions again, and we'll all meet in person. And won't that isn't, be
1: weird? Isn't that gonna be great? It, it's gonna be yeah, weird and great, weird and great, which is like you know TTRPG. That's like
0: <laughs> it's the, just right the two, in the wheelhouse. buzzwords
1: yeah. right there for for the whole thing.
0: Absolutely. So you are the DM of the show. Um, yep. My first question is why? Not really, <laughs> but like that—that's like the—that's—that's that's the trope, right? Is how hard it is to find a DM, and so that's really yeah. kind of more my question. Did you go, hey, yeah, let's do the show, and I'll run the game, or was that, or was was there that moment of who's going to run the game? Just awkward silence until you
1: raised yeah. your hand. Um, it was a little bit of both. It was a little bit of both. Like I'm—I'm I'm one of those people who is like equally happy doing either one. Um, but at the same time, there is the aspect of my personality that I, that I struggle with, which is kind of like a, uh, control freak, uh, um, uh, aspect. Sure. Which, you know, I, I don't feel like it's really like it leads to like, you know, railroading, which is a, a, a term I hate, but like, or, or anything of like, oh, we have to tell my story, anything like that. It's just kind of like, I want to have my hand in it at all times. Yeah, that makes total sense. Yeah. Okay, good.
0: Yeah, I I mean, DMing and playing is very much a shared experience. And so, you know, you you want to have ownership over your part of it just as much as a player wants ownership over their player. And that's totally fine. You're good.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Yeah. and I, I do feel like it is very much a... Yeah, because, I mean, at at its core, any of these, like, role-playing games are, you know, collaborative storytelling. It's all about, like, telling a story with people. And I think that, like, the kind of, like, idea of, um, you know, this kind of, like, either-or thing that pervades a lot of discussions um, about TTRPGs is is not great. Because, like, you know, I, I feel like, You know, a a DM is a player in a way like we're all playing the game. You know, we're just like we're privy to a couple more dice rolls, a couple more, whatever, whatever. But like it is always at its core a. An an exercise in teamwork, right? Yeah.
0: Well, let's let's take it back then. When did you first get into tabletop gaming, um, DMing or otherwise? What kind of was the initial spark that uh, lit that
1: fire? Okay. So it was the 1980s, uh, you know, I, the, the, the kind of, um, I don't know, golden age, silver age. I'm not sure of, of, um, you know, D and D and role-playing and all that stuff. Um, and my neighbor and I were, um, into all kinds, of, you know, uh, crawl uh, willow, like all these movies that right. like we were like wearing out VHSs that we recorded off of HBO and whatnot. Um, and my buddy's older brother who was like seven years older than us. So if we were eight, he was like, you know, 15 or whatever. And, um, he was, uh, into, you know, heavy metal and like dungeons and dragons. And he had like a, a bookshelf just full of like all the, you know, TSR novels, like, right. um, you know, the, 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 the dragon Lance and like, dragon yeah. Lance. yeah, 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 yeah. So he had all of those and he had the, um, you know, the, the, Uh, the monster manual and everything. So we were like, you know, we would take like the, 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 the source books and then just like trace the, the monsters and like, and just do all these drawings and color everything in. So we were obsessed with it. And then finally, you know, like we wore him down. He was like, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll run a game for you guys. And like, so that was the first time that we ever actually got to play. Um, And so, you know, from then it was like, whenever we could get him to do it, amazing other than that we'd just be like playing uh hero quest um you know which was like that uh, came like 90 or 91 or whatever kind of like a really simplified version of you know but it was from it was from game games work workshop yeah i think
0: i think it's coming back i think they said they were going to do a uh like an updated board like an updated version of the board game i might be totally lying but uh
1: i think i remember hearing something there was a kickstarter going around for a while. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks like, uh, I see it on Hasbro. It looks like it was funded. So,
0: you know, look into it more.
1: It'll begin shipping around fall 2021. So there you go. You can relive nostalgia. Yeah. Right around the corner. I mean, I do have my, my copy that I bought off of eBay, uh, a while back (laughs) and you know, that I, I don't feel comfortable talking about how much (laughs) I paid for because it's, (laughs) I I have a couple of childhood board games like that. So
0: we'll just keep those numbers (laughs) beneath the vest.
1: No need to, no need to discuss it. Um,
0: so he ran those games to, for you. And I, I assume eventually you got to a point where you could uh, play by yourself or, or did you just, um, were you constantly dependent on the older brother?
1: Well, I'm, I'm pretty much because then at that point I was living in New York at the time. And then um, around 90, I think it was 93, we moved to North Carolina. So like I was, you know, coming into like a, a completely new place. I didn't really, I didn't know anybody. And when you're like a uh, long haired kid with an earring from New York, uh, trying to fit into like a small <laughs> rural Southern right. town, you're, you're not necessarily like, let you know, what's, what's another thing that might ostracize you a little a bit more. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I kind of, um, didn't really lean into it there for a while, but I kept, I kept buying like dragon magazine. I kept buying source books. I kept doing all that stuff and just like, you know, um, maybe that's part of the reason I, I, I felt so comfortable as a DM was because I was just b- by myself creating these scenarios and sure, yeah. worlds and these characters and everything. So kind of already had that muscle uh, built up and ready to go when we started playing again. That makes total sense. Yeah. Do
0: you do you find that there is a difference between. DMing for a podcast and not necessarily production, but literally for, for something people will be consuming audio only versus DMing at the table. Do you have to consciously think about being more descriptive and less speaking with your hands or, or or is it just kind of very natural?
1: Um, I think, uh, by virtue of the fact that we are, um, a lot of us are, you know, voiceover actors and writers and stuff like that. We kind of have a little bit more of that, um, descriptive, uh, nature ingrained in our thought process, but for sure, absolutely. It is a, a consideration that we, that we take um, when we're recording, you know, we're always trying to think of like, all right, let's remember that. Like we, you know, there's, there, you'll hear times in the show when there's like a moment of silence and then they're like, all right, yeah. You know, Mark is, Mark is gesturing. somehow like, like Mark <laughs> right, forgot they right. are doing a radio show right now, you know, like, so, but I, yeah, I think we do kind of. The guard
0: of- walks up to me and I just make this face
1: yeah exactly yeah exactly screenshot that and put, yeah, it, on Twitter put it, so it there you would, go um but yeah 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 i think uh and and the performance that uh, we are putting out a product we are you know it is a production so it's not just you know um us sitting around the table having fun i mean it is we, we are having fun and we're not sitting around a table because we're doing online because of you know covid everything but, um, yeah there is more of that like performance aspect than, than there might be when we're just sitting at the table and, you know, we, we try and keep the jokes a little bit, you know, not, not, you know, clean or, or, um,
0: uh, you try and keep in mind that other people than the, however many of you at the table might be yeah, listening. We I might get not that go for go
1: as just awful as, as we would if, if it wasn't being recorded
0: yeah that may, that makes total sense. Have there been any challenges that you were not expecting that have kind of come up as you guys have started doing this?
1: Um, I mean, at first, like the sheer uh, insanity of trying to edit the show was was uh, was something I, I kind of like thought, you know, I thought this was going to be an undertaking, but I, at first it was just like overwhelming. I was like just either like prepping recording or editing for like the first couple of weeks. But as I've gotten more comfortable with one, my editing software and just kind of like what to do. And as we've like improved our, um, equipment, uh, we, it, it, it is a much easier job, you know, some, something we were talking about a little bit before, but like, um, and something that a lot of, there's been a lot of like voiceover kind of like Q and A's that have been happening, you mm-hmm. know, like on, on clubhouse and like in these different places. And um, cause all of a sudden in the voiceover world, we've been thrown into like, we went from just actors who would show up in a studio and record to actors who also have to like, you know, do a little bit of production. Um, sure. And, and build a and studio all. out of pillows and, and blankets studio. and shirts. Yeah. 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 All that fun stuff. So, like the one thing, I'm um, credit uh, Andy Roth for saying this. Uh, who's he's a, a casting director and a voice director. He said, uh, "Fix it in pre," which is like, once you once like, like, oh my god, yeah, yeah, that that does make sense. Like, yeah. if we are operating on a certain level where we are giving clean audio. We are, you know, um, gonna make it so much easier to do the production on the back end. So. Yeah, we, we have work. the
0: exact same saying in photography um, because you, you don't realize how many of those things mentally that you're like, oh, I'll fix that in Photoshop, I'll fix that in post, I'll fix that in post. Right. They start to stack up and you're not counting because you're focused on what you're doing and then suddenly you're like, well, three times as much work now that it's all <laughs> yeah. over. I should have yeah. just, you know, checked my levels to begin with or whatever, right? Right, yeah,
1: yeah. Um, but other than that, I don't know. There hasn't really been any like major derailments or um surprises. I mean we we we've been knock on wood, right? Yeah. You know, you know, things have been it's been pretty smooth sailing.
0: That's awesome. Did did you come into this with a a plan of like we're gonna run for X amount of time or X number of episodes? Or are you trying to keep it open ended and just kind of like critical roll your way for thirty seven years or however long the first campaign went? <laughs> uh,
1: um y- yes. I guess I mean <laughs> I don't know. We, well, we kind of, yeah, we kind of came into it like, you know, like let's, let's feel it out. Let's see what happens. Let's see how this goes. Let's see where we, where we end up. And <clears throat> we have kind of since then like figured out like, all right, we're, you know, since this isn't just a, uh, a home game, this kind of goes back into yeah. the, the idea of like, that we are, you know, producing a product and, uh, and a performance in that like, all right, so all right, we're we're now kind of working towards the end of season one, you know, so we can kind of like this is here's season one. Here's our thing. Here's the arc. Here's the story. Here's what we did in season one. And then we can kind of start season two. So it's not just like, you know, one one long thing It's more like broken up a little bit. Some, more, some so. logical pauses for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: What, what is the, uh, what's the elevator pitch for the show if you were describing it to someone who's never listened before, you know, to really get
1: them? Like, how would you describe the game? Okay, yeah. I think if, if I was talking to somebody who was, like, familiar with, uh, with, with t- uh, TTRP. Yeah, let's
0: assume, let's assume that, yeah.
1: Okay, good. Um, I, I would say um, it's, like, we go for an old-school vibe, that kind of, like, classic, you know, old school feel without any of the old school bullshit. Um, which is to say, like, um, I listened to a lot of punk rock when I was a, when I was a teenager yeah. and one of my favorite songs was always, you know, Nazi punks fuck off, you yeah. know? And like, so there's that, like, because, you know, in and, and punk rock is something that is um, appealing to a lot of like undesirable people sure. you know, for, for different, maybe for some of the same reasons that like that the rest of us like it too, but we're not, you know, we're not assholes. Right. And um, I was, I was like, that's such a great thing. Like, yeah, yeah, no, you guys fuck off. You're, you're, <laughs> you suck. And that's the thing. Like we, we, we don't like, you know, <laughs> racists and we don't like assholes. So like, but like that is kind of the, that old style of. There's certainly some
0: appealing. of that baggage, right?
1: Yeah. To, 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 you know, uh, uh, why would you ever make orcs not you know murdering, old, pillaging, yeah. horrible and like it's like dude you know, what like why does why does what other people do in their games right in their homes bother you yeah like why does why does somebody wanting to have a ramp in their dungeon so a wheelchair can get in why does that bother you? it just boggles my mind. And, and but, yet
0: it does. Like, and I am in so many, uh, Facebook D and D groups just full of those people. I don't know why yeah. I'm in them. I should leave them, but yeah, yeah, it's, it's a thing.
1: That is crazy that the Facebook groups are so like Twitter, Twitter has been largely very cool, but like some of the Facebook groups, I'm like, Jesus Christ guys. Like, yeah. Okay. Settle down. <laughs> yeah. Pump the brakes, you know? Um, but yeah, that's kind of like what, what one of our main things is like, we want that like, you know, old school, like Conan, you know, Thundar, like all this like, right, right. Old school vibe, but without any of that, like nonsense.
0: I think that's a good take. And, uh, and, and I think that, I mean, yeah, you're right. It's just, we, we could, we could literally do a whole episode just like trying to unravel why people are the way they are. But, uh, but, but that's, that's a good way. That's a good way to go because I think that sometimes in our, you know, punk is probably a good example in our rejection of the undesirable elements or like negative things. Sometimes we can throw the baby out with the bathwater and just right. say punk music, not worth it. Bunch of right. skinhead, whatever, you know, things you don't have to, you can just have really good boundaries within the thing you like and say, no, 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 we're going to keep this good stuff and we're not going to let you come fuck it up.
1: Yeah. 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 There's a, uh, to go back to the punk thing, there's this like, I, I, I can't remember the guy. Maybe I can look it up and, and send it to you later. But like he, uh, he wrote this tweet about like going to a punk bar and like some dude coming in and the bartender just being like, no, get the fuck out of here right now. Absolutely not. And like the guy was like, well, I'm not doing anything. He's like, no, get out. And then the guy who was telling the story, he was like, he talked to the bartender. He was like, what, what was that all about? And he was like, oh, that he's a Nazi. Like he's, he's like, so you, you can't let him hang out. Cause like, yeah, even if he's, he's
0: being chill for right. when he's there.
1: Yeah. 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 Cause that, that's exactly what he said. He was like, yeah, he's, he's, he's polite. He's nice. He doesn't cause a problem, but this guy comes in and then we get cool with him. And then his buddy, he brings his buddy and then, so, and so on and so on. And then before you know it, it's a Nazi bar. And like, so yeah, there's like this, <laughs> oh man. Um,
0: it's kind of, you uh, yeah. gotta hold the line. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you got to be clear in your in your intentions. And like, that's something that we that we really try to do. That's awesome. Well, I want to talk more about voice acting. But before I do, that's
0: called a tease, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, before I do, I want to give another shout out to a fantastic sponsor, Die Hard Dice. Uh, if you play games, which we all kind of do, if you're listening to the show, there's a decent chance you're playing a tabletop game. They uh, provide fantastic dice for your game. So get your minis from Hero Forge. Get your dice from Die Hard Dice. Go to dieharddice.com and just see all the really Really cool and awesome stuff they offer. They make some really great metal dice that just look funky as hell. They do these ones where you can actually mix and match. Uh, They might be out of stock right now, but keep an eye out for them. You can mix and match them because they're magnetic. So you can literally make your own little custom dice. Super cool. Go check them out, and you can use my affiliate code when you go there to help support the show. And you get a discount. You save 10% on your diehard dice order, and you help me a little bit, which I happen to think is great. So use the code, if you're listening to this when this episode comes out, use the code ROLLMAY or if you're listening to it in the future, use the code ROLL and whatever month you're in and you'll get that discount because we update it every month. So you can always have that great discount and also they're just great people. I mean, small businesses in the tabletop community are the best and the people at Die Hard Dice are some of the best of the best. So I'm a big fan of getting to work with them and support them and they help me roll beautiful things at my table. So check them out, dieharddice.com. So you're a voice actor, but yeah. you're like actually a voice actor. You're not somebody who just puts a voice actor in their Twitter bio. It's a thing you actually do, correct?
1: Yeah. That, that is no, no offense if
0: you're a, a Twitter voice actor. You're also probably a LinkedIn CEO. You know what? It's just what yeah. people put on their bios. That's okay. Right,
1: right, 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 right. And like, I'm sorry, go
0: ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, yeah. So, but, but it's a thing you actually do. You make a living doing voiceover, um, as we, I think anyone who can hear you talking to a microphone <laughs> would assume. Uh, tell me what that's like. When did you get into it? What is it about it? That's interesting. Just dish on the whole thing with no clear direction. Go.
1: Absolutely. Okay. All right, here we go. Um, first let me say like, uh, I think that like anybody who's playing role playing games are, are actors, you know, like you're acting. hundred percent. Like that's that thing. And if if you, you know, you're like voiceover, you're doing voiceover. That's awesome. And, And like, you know, if you're if you're doing a voice acting, that's what you, which which what we're doing. You know, when we're playing online, sure, it's great. And and I and I I don't want I don't want to like give the impression that like I'm I'm gatekeeping or anything like that. Um, you know. Uh, so yeah, yeah. But I like you know back when I was when I was bartending to pay the bills, I I would um, and people would be like, what do you do? I mean, like I'm a bartender. I, but I you know I went to school for acting and I was acting, but I wasn't like getting paid to act. So it's like, you know, it's always a weird thing. Who knows? But as far as voiceover is concerned and voice acting is concerned, um, I got into it because, I mean, I I grew up loving, you know, cartoons and video games and all that stuff. Um, But I really got into it because I got really lucky. Uh, I I was, Which um, is the secret
0: sauce for getting into any sort of cool career.
1: Exactly.
0: I did a whole bunch of other stuff and one day I got really lucky.
1: Yeah. 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 For 20 years, I, 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 worked and then one day I got lucky. Um, I was, I was bartending and, uh, one of my regulars was like, Oh, you know, you, you, you've got a nice voice. I was like, Oh, thanks. And she was like, I'm, I'm a, I'm a voiceover. I was like, Oh, that's awesome. Uh, and then or actually at the time she was not an agent. She was a, uh, she was like a producer and, uh, <laughs> Uh, she, uh, put me in, I was like, Oh yeah, you know, I'm, I, I went to school for acting, this and that. And then she put me in a movie that she was working on. Um, and, uh, then a little bit later she, she contacted and we became friends and we, you know, uh, continued hanging out as, as, as buddies. Sure. And then she contacted me and she was like, um, I'm teaching a voiceover class. And I, I took the voiceover class. And then a couple months after that, she said, Hey, listen, I'm coming into an agency to start a uh, their voiceover department and I'll, I'll bring you in as one of my clients. And so I, yeah, just like a, a series of fortunate events uh, got me into it. And um, Eileen, Eileen Shellhorn. Thank you. Thanks for that. Um, <laughs> uh, But yeah, I mean, I think voice acting is a lot like regular acting, um, but you kind of, and I think a thing about acting is like, there's always different things you have to kind of keep in your logical brain uh, instead of the kind of like artistic brain. That's just kind of like in the moment and doing the thing okay. and, and all this stuff. Um, whereas, you know, if it's, if you're doing, you know, film, it's about like, you know, hitting your mark, making sure you're like, do, do whatever um, or theater, same thing. You know, there's all these different kinds of, uh, caveats that you have to keep in your mind while you're doing it, that hopefully you get comfortable enough that like, it doesn't affect your performance. Right. Right. And it's, it's the same thing with voiceover. It's just like a a kind of different list, you know, of things to like keep in mind as you're, as you're doing it.
0: And I I think especially in this space, when people hear voice acting, they understandably think of, you know, shows like critical role or, or people who are doing, um, animation or games, Mm-hmm. Um, I remember at, at one point very distinctly realizing, Oh, these commercials I hear on the radio, like when I was in high school or something, these are people and people are getting paid to record what I'm hearing. That's why I think it's cause I heard one, one commercial and I was like, that's the same voice as the dude on the Swiffer commercial. And like, mm-hmm. duh, obviously. Um, but we don't think about, it, but there's voiceover everywhere. So, Are you, are you primarily, uh, one genre? Do you do a lot of commercial, a lot of corporate, like, like what's your area of specialty or are you a generalist?
1: Uh, I do mostly commercial stuff, um, which is kind of, you know, luck of the draw. I, um, I, uh, and and it's great. Don't get me wrong. I, I love, doing commercials i love you know i love the everything about it uh i would like to do more more cartoons and video games and all that stuff but like um it it is it's kind of one of those things where like it's hard to break into sure like i've, I've broken into i've broken into commercial voiceover now i just got to get into that like
0: you have to get lucky again
1: yeah, exactly, exactly. It's a it's a it's a never ending series of trying to get lucky. Um, <laughs> voiceover, and we're talking about voiceover. of Yes, course. yes, yes, yeah.
0: yeah. Have what have you? How long have you been doing
1: it? Um, I've been doing voiceover for since like 2016.
0: Okay, say. yeah. Maybe so 17. Yeah, so four or five-ish oh. years. Yeah, Is there anything that has surprised you about doing it that you weren't expecting when you, when you got into it, did did you get into it thinking, Oh, I'll try this for a bit. And now it's kind of the thing that you do or, or what have you kind of learned as you've been doing it?
1: Um, I would say, uh, one thing that was, was very, uh, positive, a very positive thing that I discovered, um, is that, and I think it kind of, can, can translate into a lot of different things is like um, showing up being nice and working hard are like the best things you can do um, as far as like, you know, because at, at, at any given time, it's like, you're working with people and therefore like making an impression um, and people will, like not just hire you because like you have you know a a great voice or 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 whatever um or you're a great actor but like they're gonna hire somebody who they want to work with again and so like I think that is something I discovered where like you know I would I would go in I would do a job I would hang out and like we would have fun and then those people would recommend me for another job so it's like I think that that was like the greatest thing to kind of see and like experience and like just to have a good mindset going in, just to like, to be happy to be there. Like, I remember when I, when I first started and I was like still bartending and I was bartending and doing voiceover at the time. And um, I had this guy I was working on the upper West side and I had this guy come in who was a voiceover guy. Uh, like one of the old school voiceover guys who um, <laughs> have a, uh, maybe an earned uh, reputation as kind of being jerks. Sure. Uh, not all of them, but some of them. And um I was like, yeah, you know, I've got this, I've got a, I've got a second audition uh, and you know, they're going to, they're going to pay me 300 bucks to come in and like, and do another, like kind of work with the director for an hour. And he was like, Oh, 300 bucks for an hour. Like <laughs> you're going to, you're going to, you're going to get over that real quick. You're not going to want, like, you're going to be turning those things down. Like, uh, I was like, why the, why would I ever turn like for an hour's like, why would I ever right. do that? You know, like what, what, yeah. what is this attitude? Yeah. Like, why do you, why do you have this attitude when we're doing this? Like we could be, you know, doing anything else. We're doing this fun thing where we stand in a booth and like, and talk and like people want to pay us to do it. Like, why would you, why would you have like an asshole attitude about right, it? Right. Yeah. So
0: yeah. <laughs> the, I, I, I was gonna say, I think, I think that that's a great point that you say. And I've talked with other people too, and I've certainly seen this be true. And, and I think it's true in any sort of creative or collaborative um, industry is that not only when you're, especially in the gig economy, like yeah, like not yeah, only yeah. are you trying to do a good job and deliver a good product, one of the big reasons you exist and you are being hired is in some way you are making the person who's hiring you, you're making their job easier. And if you yep. make their job easier and save them time and save them mental stress, they're going to recommend you to their friend and be like, oh, you want an easy time, just just hire hire this person. You won't have yeah. to worry as much as X, Y, Z. And yeah. leaving that impression with people is... Yeah invaluable because Mm -hmm. all those conversations are happening behind the scene, you know, whether you get an audition or not, right. Or or collaborative again in a, in a creative setting. Tabletop's a great example. Yeah. Those conversations are happening before anything's put out to the public. Mm -hmm. You know, so-and-so is just like, Oh, well, you know, don't even post this job. Just go get Sam. I worked with him last time. He was great. Just go get Sam. He'll make your life easy. Yeah. So that's a great point.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Have you had any, um, have you had any like, I'm trying to figure out how to phrase this without sounding d- d- douchey. Have you had anything go terribly wrong, like in a take, like you were doing a, a gig and, and just something you just like bottomed, or I, I guess you could always re record, but yeah. like, just have you ever had one of those, like, oh my gosh, I can't believe XYZ happened, like um, in this record?
1: Yeah, you know, it, it's kind of like, um, and this, this, this like, I w- again, I want to preface this with like, I'm, I'm so happy to be doing what I'm doing, and I'm so lucky, and and all this stuff, but there is like this kind of thing a lot of times when you're, um, when you're, when you're doing a commercial, and like the director has like a fun idea, and it's like, hey, like let let's try this, like let like. You know, instead of like we've been doing it kinda of like straightforward, let's let's imagine you're like you know, like a nineteen thirties radio announcer and like you're you know, you're like like the aliens are landing and like kind of like describe it that way and we'll do like these like fun, like really cool takes and like we'll have so much fun doing it. And then they're like, Okay, and but we also want to get just like the real straightforward take uh, to cover. And then it, it goes to the client and the client like you know, ninety percent of the time the client goes with that like right. real straightforward thing. Right. Which is you know. As far as like
0: someone pick the fun things.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um But yeah, yeah, as far as like, you know, just horrible, horrible uh 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 missteps. Nothing really. Yeah. You know, there's always the option to re-record. So yeah. we are
0: that's nice. Yeah. That is the uh that is the nice thing about getting to record and edit for sure. Yeah. And and of course, as you said, now that you know we are in kind of quarantine times, you're having to do more of that. Was that a big learning curve for you? Perhaps having to like edit you know cut re-roll
1: like whatever all by yourself at home oh man oh man yeah 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 that was that was a real real uh whole thing <laughs> first of all you know like building because like r- right now where i where i record like for the for the show and you know um for interviews and stuff is is here in in my bedroom Did you see back there um but i have like my closet that is like sound treated. And, you know, I like sunk all, all this money into like treating my closet and like moved all my clothes out um, where I record, but I didn't have that at the beginning. You know, I didn't have that and I didn't have um, the best mic. I didn't have all this stuff and like, I'll go back and listen to, um auditions that i did or whatever or even like a couple jobs that i did at the beginning of the pandemic and i'm just like oh my god like no wonder i stopped booking for (laughs) right for a a month or two right because like yeah the sound quality was just terrible and it's one of those things where like you know that the when they hear that they're and they're thinking like i first of all i don't know if i can fix this in post right second of all you know why if somebody else sounds good. Why am I going to, why am I going to do this? Why am I going to create extra work for myself? So
0: it makes total sense. There was,
1: there was a definite learning curve there at the beginning.
0: At least for the most part, many people
1: were, were learning together, right? You weren't alone
0: on the curve. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was definitely like a real like time to shine for the people who already had those setups, you know? Cause like for, for a long time, it was like, you had to be, you know, in New York, in Atlanta, in Chicago, in LA, or something Mm -hmm. to to like be getting these jobs because they wanted people to come into the studio right but then there was the people who were all over the place and um but had like their you know home setups so they could record other jobs and all of a sudden like everything went to recording at home so these people who had already you know made these investments and had these setups it was like snapping up jobs yeah, Yeah. yeah exactly exactly
0: not a nice time, time for, for them. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Not so much us idiots paying rent in New York City. Um That's a <laughs> whole other thing. Us. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I uh, a good friend of mine is uh he does voiceover down here in Houston, mostly commercial stuff, but he also um for many years was uh the the in stadium announcer for an NBA team. Um
1: yeah
0: and and he very much has that like like voice that he turns on like for you know, like the radio voice or whatever. Is that right, something that right, you do right. or is it a very natural thing? Because I feel like I've seen some people who do just have that, like, oh, conversation, then all of a sudden a new voice yeah. comes out and you're like,
1: what? It, it really depends because, like, I think that is kind of another thing. Like, I was talking about, like, the old school voiceover guy before. Mm-hmm. And that was, um, you know, back then, um, up until, like, I don't know, like, like 10 years ago, there was that, like, the, the voiceover sound. And, you know, in a world where, 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 where. right? But like, and like, we, we all remember that voice and like that kind of announcer voice. And then, you know, here, here comes this and, oh man, it's this guy, the brand new thing from this guy. Yeah. Um, and so as my, you know, I, I love doing that stuff. It's fun. But like the, the, the go-to thing nowadays, like every breakdown that I see is like, you're reading for announcer, but. Do not sound like an announcer. We don't want it to sound announcery, right? You know, even even though you're saying introducing, whatever from whoever, right? Like We want it to sound conversational because that's something that people say in conversation. Um, have you heard about the new Febreze?
0: Yeah, 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 and casual combo,
1: right? Yeah. Um. So there is always that kind of like we want not not announcery, sure. Um. But I think even with that, there is kind of like, yeah, we do kind of like drop into different, different levels of different stuff as far as the work goes. Yeah, yeah for sure. sure. I, I'm sure you probably get this question
0: somewhat frequently, but uh, what, it, you know, the, people don't know how to get into so many of these industries. Mm. And if you Google how to be a voiceover actor, how to podcast You get spammed with so many like, hey, sign up for my course and I will teach you the thing that you Googled for. Um, And so, you know, a lot of people can be intimidated by trying to figure out what first step should be. But if you were dispensing advice to yourself five years ago, except that you have the benefit of what you know now and the technology of the present. So figure that time warp out. uh, What what sort of advice (laughs) would you give to somebody who is interested in kind of taking those first steps to see if this might be a fit for them?
1: Um, I would say, talk, talk to somebody who does it, talk to somebody who, who, who does it for a living. Um, and it is one of those things I feel like, you know, um, like voiceover and like stand up comedy are like similar in a way that like people hear it and they're like, I can do that. Sure. You know, like I'm, I'm funny. Like I'm, I'm the funny guy in my office. Like I should do stand-up. Right. And like you kind of equate stand-up with like standing up and telling jokes. And like that's it. Um, but you don't really think about like all the like myriad other things that go into doing stand up. And I think, you know, to a certain extent, um, voiceover is kind of the same way. Um, in that it's like, oh, standing there and 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 talking into a microphone, like I can do that. And I certainly don't mean to say that, like, you know, people can't do it. Um, but it it is one of those things where it's kind of like people like overestimate how easy it is. So I would say like, talk to somebody who does it and you know, like if you're coming at it from like a, a non uh, art arts background, uh, or even if you are coming, if you, you know, if you are an actor, like there's still things to learn to do it well and consistently so I do think, you know, as much as, like, yeah, you go online, you get spammed with, like, take a course, take a course, take a course. I think that, like, you know, I took a class and it 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 worked out. And that is not to say that, like, anybody who takes a class is going to get representation or anything like that. But it is a way to kind of, like, learn a lot of the ins and outs, meet some people, and then you know, like if, if, if you meet somebody and if you have, you know, like what if you say, like, you know, we're looking for somebody with a, with a Texas accent and a home setup and, and, uh, you, and let's say you took a class and like, you met one of the, like a casting guy and he's like, Oh, Oh, you know what? I, I do know somebody from Texas who, who has like, you know, like, let me, let me put his name in the mix. Right. And it is, you know, you kind of like give yourself, we were talking about getting lucky. Like you give yourself, more opportunities to get lucky if you kind of like meet people and network Um, all of that to say like, yeah, I think, I think taking a class is a, is a great way to get into voiceover because it's also like there is a certain amount of like investment that you have to make. Sure. um, Yeah. Especially unless you're like in one of the hubs, you know, unless you're in a major city where like voiceover is happening and, and it is starting to come back now. uh, Thank God. Um, cause I, it, it's such a different animal, like recording from home, um, versus being in a studio and like getting like face to face direction. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a, it's a whole different thing, but now that it is coming back and like, there is kind of that stuff is coming back. You can, the, the ability to audition from home is still going to be there. Um, but if you book, you don't necessarily have to make as much of an investment. I think now. That like, I mean, I don't want to jinx anything. Um, <laughs> uh, but, but there is an investment you do have to, you know, you got to buy a microphone, you got to do all this stuff. So like taking a class, I think is a good way to mitigate the jumping right in and like trying to do stuff on your own. So you kind of get like a, a certain amount of uh, networking done and know how, yeah. which is well, in, in general, it is good to uh, jump out
0: of an airplane with an instructor. The first time, yes. Before yes, thinking, yes, yes. I can parachute, right? Right. Yeah. So, as, as with anything, practice and training. Uh, on On yeah. the flip side of that, is there a thing or a pitfall that people should avoid? Maybe that they think is like, oh, surely this is the thing I should do, and maybe it is going out and spending two thousand dollars on on a setup before you know what to do with it, or know how to right. book, or have yeah. trained or practiced.
1: Yes. Yeah. Definitely, you don't want to spend way too much money before you. Like even when I, even when I start, when I started and I was like booking jobs and I was, you know, I was very excited and I was talking to my agent and I was like, should, you know, should I get a better microphone? Should I do this? Should I do that? She was like, you know, take it slow, take it slow. You don't need, you don't need. And like, I still like, this is a, I'm, I'm recording on a road, uh, NT one. It's like a, yeah I want to say like a $300, like $300 mic. Yeah. yeah. And so like, you know, I've got, some of my buddies who have, you know, these like $3,000 microphones that they're using. And I'm just like, oh, I'm not, on I don't, mm, maybe someday, Right. Right. Um, so, yeah, there's always levels and there's always, uh, so you don't want to like jump ahead too much. I don't think you don't want to spend too much money.
0: Yeah. Look uh, before you leap for, for sure. sure. I like how I'm equating all this to jumping out of something. That's a, yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah well, it's, it's, it's Many a good, ways. It's a good equation.
0: Well, jumping back to the podcast real bit, because I think we're going to wrap up here in a minute, but sure. where can people find the show? How can they, how can they listen to you? Um, what are the places they can follow you on social media? Because we were talking about Twitter. How can they find everything that you've got going on?
1: Um, well, we are uh, at Cast Eye Podcast on Twitter, uh, Instagram, Facebook, um, and TikTok, <laughs> kind of, maybe, a little bit. Um, and the and the, uh, the show itself, you can find us on uh, you know, Apple or iTunes on uh, Apple podcasts on Spotify on Stitcher on Podchaser on on all those guys. Any anywhere fine podcast can be found. That's right.
0: And uh, and yeah, so I, I like to tell people um, that I like to tell them because it, it helps yeah. support this show, which is a big part of producing a show solo. Yeah. Um, but Patreon supporters of the show get access to the Zone of Truth segment, which I do with all my guests following the end of the regular episodes, I always tell guests beforehand, just uh, tell me something that you're like into or excited about or a, a, a hobby you have. Um, maybe that isn't what we're here to talk about. So, so what are you into, man? What, what do you want to talk about today when we're all done? Uh, what kind of stuff are you super passionate about?
1: Oh man, that, that, that's, that's a, that's a tough question because like, you know, for so long, my, my hobbies and interests were, were kind of just all, you know, fantasy and sci-fi related right you know so like to to now come at it from the other direction and like what is like kind of like normal um i love cooking i love cooking
0: i also love cooking and discuss cooking we can, oh, cool. cooking. We, can, we, can yeah. we can talk cooking and then we'll probably yeah. just give up and talk sci-fi and fantasy anyway because yeah. i do always enjoy chatting with people about what they're into yeah. um so so yes, yeah, so that's what we'll talk about that'll be the zone of truth segment if you want access To those fantastic, I think, bonus segments, you can support the show at patreon.com slash for persuasion. Not only do you get access to future episodes and future bonus segments, you get access to the back catalog. So you can go and listen to all of my fantastic guests and the wonderful things they have to share. I think it's a super fun time. I always learn something. We've talked about astrology. We've talked about competitive dog uh something i still don't even fully remember it had to do with tennis balls it was really weird go check it out margaret weiss author of Dragonlance, lance trains dogs to fetch tennis balls in some sort of competitive way and so you should go check that out um, but those are the kind of things that you can enjoy in the zone of truth segment if you support the show at patreon.com slash roll for persuasion uh but yeah mark thanks man it's been awesome getting to chat i'm looking forward to doing it for a few more minutes uh, anything else you want to throw out there before we roll in the outro music
1: Uh, I'm going to say like, I'm, I'm going to have to jump on the Patreon so I, so I can go back and listen to, I'm not going to tell you not to. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know if this has happened on your show before. This might be a first where I went to high school with somebody who was mentioned on your show.
0: Okay. That's a Uh, really good tease, but I also want to answer it right now. So go ahead and dish on the, on the, who uh, this was.
1: Uh, greatest improviser ever, Ross Bryant, who uh, Jared uh, Logan talked about. We Everybody loves Ross Bryant. Bryant.
0: That is what he's I've just, heard. It, Beth May no, was on, and she that. also talked about how Ross Bryant has this secret underground following of yeah. uh, of improv people who love Ross. He needs to come yeah. on the show. I think he follows me on Twitter. I am literally, I'm going to tweet him after we hang up and tell him yeah. to come on the show.
1: Yeah, he's a great guy.
0: That, that's what I hear. He uh, and now that we're totally off the rails, and that's fine. He put out a, a music video at the beginning of pandemic called oh, a man. "Store." Yeah, um, which I kid you not, yeah. I watch about once a month because I it cracks oh, yeah. me up. So go look that up, Ross Bryant stores on uh, on YouTube. Uh, funny yeah. dude, funny dude.
1: I, I immediately reposted that. It like this. I, I think it had been it was like less than a minute old when I reposted it. Like yeah, yeah. He's he's yeah. amazing.
0: Excellent stuff. Uh, Well, thanks again, man, for coming on. It's been super fun chatting. I'm looking forward to talking a bit more. Um, As I said, if you guys want access to the Zone of Truth segment coming up with Mark, make sure you support the show at patreon.com slash roll for persuasion If you want to find any information about the show, if you're like, oh, man, Andrew mentioned something I don't remember, just go to RollPersuasion.com. You can see all of my sponsors. You can see all the past episodes, merch, cool information. You can go check it out. Follow the show on social media, Roll Persuasion on Twitter and Instagram. And if you have an Apple device, know someone with an Apple device, are willing to steal an Apple device, make sure that you leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Not that third one, but maybe if you're feeling like it. Uh, reviews are the lifeblood of podcasts. Leave, cast, die a review. We all need them. We got to game the algorithm. Make sure people hear our awesome content. So we appreciate your support, not just uh, by supporting our sponsors, but by literally leaving us reviews. It's a big help indeed but anyway guys we're going to continue this conversation after the music but until next time all of y'all enjoy your games